not here. We're good? Okay. Good to go. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salam ala abdillahi wa rasulih nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. So we're continuing insha'Allah ta'ala with the topic of getting ready for the prayer. And we spoke about an overview of the things that you need to get ready for the prayer. What did we mention that you need to get ready for the prayer? Wudu. Face the Qibla. Not the Iqama, not is which that's more something different. That's like aside from the prayer. And if you don't do the Iqama, your prayer is fine as well. You can't look anywhere else. Okay, yeah, that's during the prayer though. I'm talking about what you need to do before the prayer, before you start to pray. Cover yourself properly, wear the right clothes. Okay? Attention. Attention. Okay, intention. Niya. Niya. Good. Being clean. Okay, what should be clean? Yes. Wudu we already mentioned. We have so few people here and we're still not listening to each other's answers. Okay. You have to clean your body. Your body has to be clean. Good. Your clothes have to be clean. What else has to be clean? The floor. The floor. Excellent. The place where you're going to pray. Very, very good. So we got a lot of those and we mentioned more of them. Uh, we mentioned more of them yesterday. So we said you have to be a, yesterday. Last week, we said you have to be a Muslim. We said you have to be sane. We said you have to be mumayyiz. You have to be old enough to know what you're doing, old enough to understand what you're doing. Uh, we said that you have to be purified with wudu. Uh, and we said that it has to be the right time. Before you pray, you have to make sure that it's the right time. For your prayers, no good praying Fajr at Isha time, is there? That's not going to be accepted. Okay, what else did we mention? We mentioned covering up and we mentioned the body and the clothes and the place where you pray. And we mentioned intention and we mentioned facing the Qibla. So that's the most important of the things you need when you're getting ready for the prayer. Now we're going to talk about all of those in detail and today we've, we're going to talk about wudu and we're going to talk about ghusl. So wudu and ghusl and tayammud are three types of purification. They get you ready to pray in terms of they make you clean and pure to be able to pray when we say they make you clean to be able to pray what kind of clean 
are we talking about? Okay, so we're not just talking about physically clean. Because if you just jumped in a river and jumped out, that would not be enough for you to pray, right? It's an act of worship. It's, it's an act of getting close to Allah by cleaning yourself in a certain way, right? In a certain way. So let's first ask ourselves, how do we perform wudu? How does a person perform wudu? What's the very first step in performing wudu? Now let's see who can get the first, first, first step out of you guys. Okay, go on. Washing your hands? No. No. So washing your hands is not the answer. Bismillah is not the answer. Yours is better than yours. Okay, yani, I mean, clean water, I'm going to say that's a given that you've got clean water, but you're right. You have to have the intention. What does it mean to have intention? Who knows what does it mean to have intention? Okay. Okay. You're not far away. You're not far away. To know what you're doing. So the word niya or intention means for you to know what you are doing. So if I stopped you and said, Ya Abdurrahman, what are you about to do now? Abdurrahman would say, I am about to make wudu. If he answers, uh, um, I don't know, wash my hands, then he doesn't have the intention, okay? So did you understand intention? Is intention something you say with your mouth? Where is the niya? Mahallun niya, where does the niya take place? Allahumma inni sawfa atawadda'u bihadal ma. Oh Allah, I'm going to wash myself with this water. Is that the right way to make niya? No? Where is the niya? In your heart. In your heart. In your heart. In your heart. Does that mean in your heart you say, Allahumma inni sawfa atawadda'u bihadha al No. It means you know what you are doing. You're deliberately doing it. That's another way of thinking it. I'm deliberately going to make wudu now. It's not like I'm just like, oh, wash my hands. Oh, what do I do after I wash my hands? I think I wash my mouth. What do I do after I wash my mouth? Oh, let me wash my face. What should I do now? Hmm. Let me wash my arm. You have to be deliberate. You're thinking, right, I'm going to make wudu now. Okay. I'm about to start making wudu. What do I do? Now I say, Bismillah. Taib, I have a question. I'm not allowed to say Bismillah in the bathroom. What shall I do? Okay, so that's one option. Is before you go into the bathroom, 
But it depends. If you have just a sink, it's no problem. But if you have a toilet in the same, if, if the toilet is in the same room as the sink, then it's better that you don't say Bismillah in the, in the same place where the toilet is. But instead, you can say it outside of the door and then walk in and start washing your hands. That's one option. Or say it quietly, that's another option as well. Okay. Bismillah. Now I said Bismillah. Now, what am I going to do? You were right. You can say your thing you said last time. Yeah, you forgot your fatwa that you gave me a minute ago. Wash your hands, okay. You, one, you wash your hands. When you wash your hands, let's just say that I fill the sink with water. Okay, I've got a sink. You know what I mean by like a wash basin. I don't know what, I, I, there's so many different words people use for it. In UK, we call it a sink. Um, and you fill it with water. Do you put your hands inside? No. Why not? You've got a bucket of water or a sink or whatever and you just put your hands inside like that. Why not? The other way around, maybe you will put dirt in it. Because your hands are not clean. So the sunnah is that you wash your hands separately before you put the water in the sink. I mean, maybe you don't want to use the sink at all. Maybe you just make it from the tap. That's okay. But if you are going to make it in the sink with the plug-in, then you should wash your hands separately first. How many times should you wash your hands? I want a proper answer. I don't want any of these quick, quick answers. Okay, I'll give you one mark out of two. You're right, but you didn't give me the whole answer. Yes. Three times, okay. Three times. You all saying the same thing, like it's like three. I know, I know, I know. Three. I know, no, no, I'm, I've got... Three. It's the same answer every time. Mm, I give you one and a half points out of two. Okay. The answer is between one and three. Three is the best. Three is the sunnah. Three is what you should go for. But if for any reason, you don't have to have two less water. If any reason you want to make it twice or once, you can do that as well is that okay so twice is okay and also once is okay but the sunnah is three the sunnah is three if you do it once it's okay if you do it twice it's okay but three is the sunnah you rightly mentioned there are times when you should do it once like when you only have a little bit of water and you are trying to, you know, share water. And many times on Hajj and other things, I've been in situations where we've been outside in the countryside and you only have one little bottle of water. 
and you have to make wudu from that small bottle. Recently in the COVID uh, lockdowns, a lot of the masjid have, masajid have closed their wudu section. You're not allowed to make wudu in the masjid. Sometimes you just have a little bottle of water to make wudu with. So it's not good to wash your hands three times and then half the bottle is gone and then you're sat there thinking, okay, now what shall I do here? <laughs> so if you do have too little water, it's good to just wash it once. But the sunnah is three times. Okay, when we say wash your hands, what do we mean by your hands? Show me. Fingers, okay. Okay, up to your up to your wrist. Up to your wrist. Because the word yed in Arabic can be anywhere from here up to your shoulders. So we have to be clear, like all of this is your hand in Arabic, right? Your hand and your arm, it's all the same word in Arabic. So you can you have to be clear that we when we say wash our hands, we mean our palms, our the top of our hands, our fingers, and our wrists. And we do that three times. Is it part of the wudu or not? Yusuf says no. Yes. Yusuf's friend who's not here says <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. But it's definitely appropriately socially distanced. Alhamdulillah. Says yes. Okay. So, the answer is, it's not actually part of the wudu itself. The wudu actually starts with the mouth and the nose. But it's an introduction to the wudu. It's like getting your hands clean, ready to make wudu. Because when Allah described wudu in the Quran, He didn't describe starting with your hands. He described starting with your, your face, your mouth and your nose. In the sunnah, explain your mouth and your nose. But the hands is an introduction to the wudu. It's not part of the wudu itself. In other words, if you miss it, you haven't, done, you haven't broken your wudu or done something wrong. But the wudu starts properly with the mouth and the nose. So I wash my hands three times. Which hand do I wash first? Right, then left. And when we say three times, what do we mean? What's three times? Is it three seconds? Is it one, two, three? Or is it put your fingers under and shake your hands? Is it one finger, two fingers, three fingers? Yeah. Okay. Wash it fully one time. Wash it fully twice. Wash it fully three times. So... Once, twice, I don't know, can you even see this on the camera? Okay, that's good. And three times. Okay, we did right hand, we did left hand. Excellent. Now we're actually ready to start the wudu properly. Meaning our hands are clean. We had our intention. We said Bismillah, we cleaned our hands. And now we're ready to start the wudu properly. And the wudu starts with the mouth and the nose. And the mouth and the nose should be washed together from a single handful. Okay? So what you need to do is scoop up the water into your hand. Now, I'll give you a tip here, yeah? Close your fingers. Okay? Because trying to scoop water up like this doesn't leave very much water in your hand. Yeah? You need to make your hand like a cup. 
okay? And then you need to sip half of the water or some of the water into your mouth. Now, you've got water where? In your mouth and you've got still some water in your hand. The water that's in your hand, put your nose into your hand and <laughs> sniff it. So now you've got water where? In your mouth and inside your nose. Okay, now we get rid of it in reverse order. Blow the water out of your nose. Use your left hand to clean it if you need to. Okay. Swill the water around your mouth and spit the water out. Now we're going to do it how many times? Three. Three times is the sunnah. How many is minimum? One. You can do two, but three is the sunnah, okay? So you're going to take the water up. This is the second time. You're taking it like a cup in your right hand. Sip some of it. Sniff some of it. Now, if you're doing this properly, your mouth should be full of water and your nose should be full of water. If you're doing it and the water is mostly falling all over your clothes and all over the floor and really most of the water should be, your nose should be full of water, your mouth should be full of water. What we see a lot of people doing is with their nice open fingers going and just putting their hands on their noses and then saying, I've made wudu. No, you need to put a, a good amount of water, sip, sniff, blow it out, and spit it out after you've swilled it around your mouth. If you are not fasting, you can really swill it nicely, properly. You can even, you know, gargle it, swill it around. But if you're fasting, you must be careful when you are swilling the, the water around your mouth that you don't swallow the water. So you shouldn't be going like this. And then what happens? Oh, I swallowed the water and I'm fasting. No. When you're fasting, just swill it. Keep your head down and just swill it a little bit and spit it out. Okay. Does the water have to cover everything inside your mouth? Every tooth, even the gaps in between your teeth? No, you just have to swill the water around your mouth But you should do it quite a lot when you're not fasting Like really give it a good swill So that's the second time Third time, talk me through it What do we do for the third time? Third time? Scoop up the water, yeah, into your mouth, into your nose, blow it out of your nose, spit it out of your mouth. How many times? Three times is the sunnah, one time is the minimum, two times is allowed, three times is the sunnah. Okay, now I've washed my mouth. Now I'm going to wash my face. Here's what not to do. Yeah, that's what not to do when washing our face. Where is your face? Now I know this is a, a very difficult question for some of you. Some of you might not have fully understood where your face is. So where is your face in Islam? It starts at your hairline. It starts where your hair 
touches the top of your head and it goes down to the bottom of your chin and for the boys who have a beard to the bottom of your beard yeah to the bottom of your beard and it goes from where your ears join to your face to where your ears join to your face I don't know here you can see yeah so you really, when you take this nice, again, we're not going to go like this, yeah? We're not, oh, let's put the water on the walls. Sometimes the walls do more wudu than you do, yeah? Take your hands like this, put the water onto your face, make sure that it's going up far enough, out far enough, and down far enough. Since you guys are all kids and the boys are just doing, everyone's doing the same, they're all just doing down to their chin. But for my cameraman, yani, you need to make sure that you're doing the the lihya as well, yani, the beard. Okay? Just out of interest, when we talk about the beard for wudu, because we've got some adults watching as well. If there's places where the beard is thin, you need to rub the water into it. In the places where the beard is thick, you only need to go over the front of it. You don't need to go inside of it. So for me... The beard is thick here, but it's very thin here. You can see my skin through it. So where it's thin here, you have to get the water inside. As for here, I don't need to make the water reach inside. Okay? I just have to go around the outside. Number two, all the way up to the top, all the way around here. And you're washing, you're not splashing, yeah? The aim is to wash. So many times we see people just, they've got wet hands and they go like this. They wipe with wet hands. No, you have to wash. There should be water. Your face should be dripping wet. How many times? Three times. Minimum is? One time. Or two times? Three times is the sunnah. Okay. There you go. You've done your face. Okay, now, extra step for that. We just keep the adults, you know, sort of on track with us. Is that you can also put your fingers through your beard at the end. You can take some water and rub it into the beard uh, at the end. But it's not an obligation to do so. Okay, now we come to the... The elbows. Okay, don't worry, we're getting there. We should have brought an anatomy, a biology teacher to teach you anatomy first. <laughs> okay, now we're going to wash our arms. Okay, we're going to wash our arms. Okay, where are you washing your arms from? Elbow. Elbow. Until your... Where? Now I made them scared, yes. Until the tips of your fingers. Nobody should be washing elbow to the wrist. This is another mistake we see people doing in the wudu. They're washing elbow to wrist. When you ask them, what do they say? They say, I just washed my hands in the beginning. No, you didn't. That was the introduction to the wudu. That wasn't the wudu. The wudu where you wash your hands is this after you've washed your face. So you go from past the elbow, which means the water needs to go past your elbow here. Yeah, there's no one who is going to be making the water go up to, up to here. Yeah, the water needs to go past your elbow. Now, the way I think it's easiest to do that 
you have two choices. If you have a tap, then what you do is just put your arm under the tap all the way from your elbow and rub with your hand and make sure you went inside your fingers. That's one time. Then again, two times. Which side am I start with? Which side am I starting with? Right. Right. Three times, then left. Three times minimum. Once or twice. Three is the sunnah. Okay. So... We've done one, we've done two. If you're not using a tap, you need to scoop the water up and tip it like that. And it will just run all the way down your arms. If you're using like a bucket or a bowl, then you need to scoop the water and make sure with your hand you didn't leave any spot without the water on. Go in between your fingers and like that. Now you did your arm right side three times. Left side, three times. If you're using a bucket, scoop it up. Yeah? One. Go in between your fingers. Okay. Scoop it up. Two. And three. Okay. Now I've done my arms. Now what do I do? Now I wash my hair. No. Now what do I do? Face. Now I wash my hair. Do I wash my hair? I'm asking a very simple question. Do I wash my hair? Shampoo? No. No, I don't wash my hair. What do I do with my hair then? I wash my ears. No, I don't even wash my ears. Yes. Yes, hot. I wet, okay. It's kind of. Yours is better. What do we call it in Arabic? We call it wiping, not washing. Guys, we are not washing our hair. We are not using shampoo and conditioner and coming out smelling of strawberries. We are wiping over our hair. What's the difference between washing and wiping? Wiping is, washing is like you're washing now with water and wiping is when you're clean, like you're cleaning yourself. Nearly. No, still not quite. Washing means like putting, like having a shower. Oh, nearly. I think yours was the best. Washing involves water. Wetting involves wet hands only. Okay, that's the difference. Washing means putting water. Yeah, that's not what we're doing here. What we're doing is we're taking our wet hands and wiping with wet hands. So the only thing that we should have is wet hands. To get wet hands, we have to dip them in the water. Even if they're already wet, you have to dip them again in the water. Okay? Even if they're already wet, you dip them again in the water, you shake them so that they are just wet. They are not, there's no water. It's just, it's just wet, yeah? And you start at the front, 
you go to the back and you go forward again to the front. Question. Girls who have long hair. Do you take your, do you wash all the way down to the, do you wipe all the way down to the, your hair? That's all the way beside your knees. You go like that. What do you think? You only have to go to where you're, to the back of your head. You don't have to go any further than the back of your head, right? So the only place you have to go is to the back of your head. You don't need to go to the bottom of your hair because what are you wiping? Your hair or your head? If you're wiping your hair, then you have to go to the bottom of your hair. وَمْسَحُوا بِرُؤُوسِكُمْ Wipe your head, not your hair. Wipe your head, not your hair. So you're going to go like this and back without taking any more water. No more dipping hands in the water. Take your index finger, put it inside your ear. That sounds really strange now. And then take your thumb. And put it on the outside. Clean the inside with the index finger and the outside with your thumb without putting any more water on your hands. So can we just go back again? When you wet your hands the first time before you wiped your head, wipe your head and your ears. No more water. Okay? Do not, do not, do not, do not wipe your neck. Yes, you will see people going like this. This is not from Islam. I don't know which religion they took it from, but it has nothing to do with the religion of Islam. There is no such thing in Islam as wiping your neck. You wipe your head and your ears. How many times? Three times, right? No? no. Two times. Okay, no? One. Once, only once. That counts as one. No, I know what you meant by two. You meant forwards and backwards. But no, that's one. One time, that's it. Now comes the feet. Which I'm not going to demonstrate for the camera. <laughs> okay, now comes the feet. What, what do we do with our feet? We wipe them or we wash them? We wash them. We wash them. And we wash them three times. So what's the rule for remembering whether you wash or you wipe and how many times? How can you, who can like make it easy for me? You just remember. You have to wash your legs like this. No way to here. Okay. Okay. Everything is washed three times except for the head and ears which are wiped once. Does that make sense? Everything is washed three times except for the head and the ears which are wiped only once. Okay, now we go to the feet. Now, very important on the feet that you take care of three places that people forget to wash when they wash their foot. Number one, 
in between your toes. So you take your small finger, your little finger, and you go in between your toes and make sure the water goes in between your toes. Number two, people forget about their heel. So usually what they do is they put their foot in the water or under the tap and there's a big dry patch on the back of their heel where they didn't notice here, the back of their heel where they didn't see. And the third place is you make sure you go above your ankle bone, above your ankle bone. You know where your ankle bone is, right? That lumpy bump, that bone that is on your ankles, yeah? You have to go above there. That finishes the wudu. What do we say when we finish our wudu? What's the dua? No, 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 no. What do we say when we finish our wudu? I don't know what you guys recite. I don't know what you recite when you finish your wudu. Go on. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Okay. 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 Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Wahdahu la sharika la. Okay. Wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu. And we can also recite or alternatively recite Allahumma ja'alni min at-tawwabin Oh Allah, make me from those who repent. What does it mean, repent? Ask for forgiveness, okay? Feel sorry for the bad things you've done. And make me from the people who clean themselves, purify themselves inside and outside. Okay. Now we're going to talk about something else in wudu, which is important, which is wiping over your socks. And the reason this is important is if any of you have ever tried in school to put your foot in the sink, you will now know, or in a motorway service station, you've ever, you know, walk, had someone walk in at work or in the motorway service or at your school, because kids, and you've walked in to see someone with you, with your foot, all the way in that tiny little sink, trying to clean your feet. Now you know the reason why we wipe over the socks. Okay, I'm, I want you to listen, no hands, okay? I want you just to listen when I explain to you about wiping the socks. The first thing about wiping the socks is you have to make wudu before you put your socks on, okay? You can't get up in the morning, put your socks on, and then make wudu and wipe. You have to make wudu first, and you have to wash your feet. When you've made wudu, and you've washed your feet, then you put your socks on. What's the order? Make wudu, wash your feet properly three times, right foot three times, left foot three times, then you put your socks on. Before you break your wudu again, you put your socks on. Okay? You put your socks on, all right. Now you're wearing your socks and you've made your wudu. When do you start counting your time limit for wiping over the socks? 
you start it from the first time that you wipe over your socks. So you're gonna have to go slowly and carefully. You have to really think about this really carefully, okay? So I, I'm gonna give you an example of a day. I wake up, let's say, what time do you guys wake up in the morning? MashaAllah, don't pray more than eight raka'at qiyam al layl when you wake up at three, yeah? What time do you wake up? I'm not talking about Fajr. I mean generally. Seven. Seven. Okay. Seven o'clock. You wake up. Before you go to school, you make wudu. You wash your feet. You wash your feet. You put your socks on to get ready for school. You go out to school. Maybe you go to the bathroom at break time or whatever. Then it comes to Dhuhr time. You now need to make wudu. You wash your hands, mouth and nose, your face, your arms, you, wet your, you wipe over your head, wipe your ears, and now what can you do? You can wipe over your socks. How do you wipe over your socks? How? I'm gonna, I can't show you, I can't physically get the, my foot high enough for the camera, so I will just show you if this is your foot, you start at your toe, and you go upwards on the top of your foot. You don't wipe the bottom. Some people go like this, not like this. If this is my, if this here, this is my, this is my foot. You start here, and you wipe over your socks. Your socks have to be above your ankles. None of those uh, short socks that are like below your ankles. They you can't wipe over them. Your socks have to be above your ankles. Your socks have to be reasonably, reasonably thick. I mean. I don't think they have to, you have to measure the thickness or something, but they should be, they should cover your foot anyway. And you wipe from your toes upwards. How many times you wipe? No. Wiping in wudu is one time. Just like your head, it's a one time for wiping. Once on the right and once on the left. Once on the right, once on the left. And that means that you are that means that you are ready now, you've made wudu and you wiped over your socks. But how long, how long can you wipe over your socks for? I started at Dhuhr, remember? What time is Dhuhr these days? About 12 o'clock. So 12 o'clock, I wiped over my socks. When, can, when do I have to stop wiping over them again? 24 hours, I need 12 o'clock the next day. One full day and night. Did everyone understand what I said about wiping over the socks or was anyone left confused? Zohar, do you understand? What I said? No? Yusuf? Yeah? Okay. Because it's not, did you understand? Okay, so follow my example one more time. Listen very, very carefully, okay? I wake up in the morning and I make wudu. And I wash my feet, just like normal. No socks involved. Socks are in the drawer. There are no socks in this part of the story. No socks, zero socks, bare feet, sock free, yeah? We make wudu normally. Then I put my socks on. 
okay? During the day, I am allowed to wipe over my socks instead of washing my feet three times. Does that make sense now? Yeah? Instead of washing my feet and putting my foot up in the sink and having people walk in and go, why have you got your foot in the sink that I'm going to put my hands in? It's not nice. You're going to get told off. There is an answer to that, but I won't tell you it because it might uh, seem to people to be rude. So you, anyway, yeah, if you say my feet is cleaner than your hands, <laughs> but that's another topic for another day. But you put your, you, this time you don't wash your feet. What you do, you just wipe over your socks. How do you wipe over your socks? Show me. Show me. How do you wipe over your socks? From your toes to the top. No, like this. Over the top. Like this. That's it. Not over the bottom. No, no, not over the bottom. Only over the top. Not over the bottom, only over the top. Once on the right, once on the left. That is how you wipe over your socks. And you can do it for one day and one night. 24 hours. One day, one night, in 24 hours. After that, you have to take your socks off and make a new wudu. And if you take your socks off during that time, you can't put them back on again and start wiping again. If you took your socks off, you have to make wudu again. Okay? If you took your socks off, you have to make your wudu all over again. So hopefully that made it a little bit easier for you with wudu. Now I've still got too much to go on with, so no... So no uh, questions at the moment. Okay. The next question is, and I'm not going to ask this question because I don't want any silly answers. I want to be sensible, okay? We have to answer what breaks your wudu. Okay, so it is important. It's not a silly thing, so I don't want silly answers, yeah? So I'm, I'm going to tell you this part, yeah? What breaks your wudu? Obviously, if you go to the toilet, going to the toilet, whatever comes out of the front or the back, it breaks your wudu, okay? You have to know that. That means if you have gone to the toilet, you have to make wudu again. You can't go to the toilet and then pray. You, you, if you've gone to the toilet, that means you need to clean yourself, you need to make wudu again, okay? Breaking wind also, you have to make wudu again, okay? That's also very important. If you go to sleep in a way that it's a deep sleep and you are not, I'm not talking about like, for example, if I'm sitting on my chair and I just like shut my eyes and I'm just, you know, just for a minute, not like that. But if I actually sleep, then yes. Or if I'm unconscious in any way, then I have to make wudu. Does anyone know which animal's meat you have to make wudu if you eat it? Which animal do you have to make wudu if you eat its meat? Camel. Camel meat. If you eat camel meat, then you have to make wudu. If you eat the meat, that's it. Your wudu is broken. You have to make wudu again. Do you, know, do you know in the beginning of Islam, you had to make wudu for anything that touched, was touched by fire, like anything that was cooked on the fire, you had to make wudu for it. Anything that was cooked on the fire. But then after that, it became easier and it became only the camel meat that you have to make wudu for. Um... 
There are other things. Um, there are other things which uh, break your wudu, but it's difficult with the kids' class. I mean, for the parents, there are other things that I haven't. I, I'm not going to go into too much detail on because the class is for the younger kids. But I think that as the kids get older, you should increase their understanding of some of the things which break the wudu. Um, one which is safer to make the wudu again is if you touch your private parts with your bare hand, it's better for you to make wudu again. Like maybe if you came out of the shower or something like that and you were drying yourself, then it's, if you touch your private parts with your bare hand, it's better for you to make wudu uh, from that again. And I haven't covered all of them because there are some that really, you know, the, I think it would only just lead to confuse the kids more. But I covered the ones that are the most important, inshallah. Now we're going to talk about ghusl. Ghusl is... What is ghusl? What is ghusl? Okay, I quite like that description. A full-on version of wudu. I quite like that. That's not a bad description. What was, what, what was your idea? What, what is ghusl? Washing. Okay, good. Ghusl is like a bath. Or a shower. Okay, it's like a bath or a shower. And just like wudu, there's a proper way of doing it, and there are reasons for doing it as well. Okay, so it's important that we know how to make ghusl. It's important we know how to make how to make ghusl. Okay? So how do we make ghusl? The first thing is where do we make ghusl? So it doesn't matter what you use to make ghusl, it doesn't matter whether it's a bath or a shower or a bucket of water, but you have to cover yourself in water from the top of your head to the tip of your toe. So it doesn't matter how you do that, it, it doesn't have to be a shower, it doesn't have to be a bath, it doesn't have to be a bucket, whatever is available to you, but you need to wash yourself completely like a shower, like you would wash yourself in the shower, similar to the shower, okay? In ghusl, what do you start with? Now be careful here. What do you start with? Let's see if you remember. No, not your head. That makes sense, because when you switch your shower on, it hits your head first, but it's not your head. No, not your legs. Your body? Not your body. You all forgot what we said in wudu. La, not your hands. Intention. You start with your intention. Why do you need an intention? Because you might be just going in the shower to cool down. You might be going in the shower because your mom told you that you smell. It could be any reason why you're going in the shower. How do you know you're actually intending to make ghusl? No, no, I'm not going in the shower for that. I'm going in the shower for ghusl. Okay? So, now you switch the shower on. What's the first thing that you wash? The same as wudu. You start with your hands. And again, you don't put them into the bucket. If you're washing from a bucket, yes, you can make a shower from a bucket. I know you kids have a, mashallah, very nice style of living with nice power showers and everything like that and heated water and everything. But you can, make, you can take a shower with just a bucket of water or a bottle of water and just pour it over yourself. Yeah? So anyway... You wash your hands outside of the bucket. You don't put your hands inside. You wash it outside. 
After that, you need to wash your private parts to get yourself clean. Why do you think you start by washing your private parts and not by washing your mouth and your nose? Because you want to clean that area first, right? You don't want to clean that area last and then you have to make wudu again. You want to clean the area which might be dirty. You want to clean that first of all, okay? So you clean yourself down below with which hand do you use to clean yourself when it comes to the toilet and cleaning yourself in those places? Your left hand. Because the left hand, we use it for the things that are not clean, like cleaning yourself after the toilet and things like that. So use the right hand to pour the water and use the left hand to clean yourself, uh, clean yourself down below properly. After that, what do you do? You make full wudu inside the shower. Hands, then. Mouth and nose, then. Face, then. Right arm, left arm, all of them three times. Then once, wipe over your head and your ears, and then wash your feet. Now what do you do? So hold on, are we, are we following? Your intention? Bismillah, obviously outside of the bathroom, before you start, yeah? You wash your hands, you wash private parts and down below, then what do you do? Make full wudu. Then what do you do? You wash your hair. And this time you wash your hair, yeah? You wash your hair. Okay, you start on the right side of your head, then the left side of your head. If you want to use shampoo and conditioner, you can use it. If you don't want to, I mean, Islam doesn't require you to use it. It's up to you. But you wash your head and you wash it three times. Okay? You wash your head three times. Left side, right side, three times. Okay? You make sure that your, your um, head, the water reach your head. Okay, another question for the girls. What do you do if your hair is braided? You don't untie it. I don't think you do. I don't know. I'm confused. You just wash it like that. Okay, there's actually two situations. If you're taking a shower, which is a monthly thing, which we'll come to later, if you're doing it for a monthly reason, then you need to take your hair all out. It's only once a month you have to take your whole hair out. But if you're doing the ghusl on a weekly, like a Jumu'ah or a daily reason like that, like, then there is no need for you to. There is no need for you to take the braids out of your hair. But if it's once a month that you're doing it, then yes, you need to take all the braids out of your hair for that once a month. Okay? Fine. So now we've done the hair. Now what do you wash? What's left? <laughs> Please don't say something silly. Okay, go on. Face. Your face, you did in wudu, Habibi, when and Leave the soap and to sabun. Leave it. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. So very, very nice. I like that suggestion. You wash the rest of your body that you haven't already washed. So that includes your neck, your shoulders, under your arms, your chest, your back, your legs, all the places you haven't washed. You do the right side first and then you do 
the left side. You do the right side first and then you do the left side. At the very end of the ghusl, you wash your feet again. Why is that? Very good, excellent question, excellent answer, sorry. You have all the dirty stuff fell onto your feet. Now, it's not so bad if you're in the shower because it goes down the plug. But if you imagine you were like, say for example, outside in, in a tent or you were in the desert somewhere, then all of that dirty water is going to be at your feet. So you step out of it and you wash your feet from the outside. Like, for example, step out of the bath, put your foot over the bath again and wash it again yeah to get rid of anything dirty that fell onto your feet now if you do that ghusl do you have to make wudu afterwards no because you already made wudu inside of the ghusl so who can remind me now how to make ghusl because it might not be something you're all familiar with okay intention bismillah go into the bathroom yeah Hands. Then you got to wash the private parts. Yeah. Then wudu. Then, no, then wudu, then your hair. Then the rest of your body, then your feet again. Do you think you can remember? Yes. Okay. You go th you remember? Intention. Bismillah. Go in the bathroom. Okay. Hands, private parts, hair, wudu first, you missed the wudu, wudu, hair, full body, and then your feet to finish, very good. That is the ghusl, that is the ghusl. Now, I'm, we're gonna, generally we would talk about the reasons why you need to make a ghusl, but for now, I'm actually not going to go too much into that. Again, we have a kids class, we have a range of kids in different ages. I would say to the parents, definitely, uh, as your children get older, they need to be more aware of the reasons why you have to make ghusl in Islam. But let's just talk about one reason why you should make. When is it recommended to make ghusl in Islam? Just give me one reason that it's recommended to make ghusl in Islam. No. Once a week. Which day? Friday, Yom al Jumu'ah. Yeah, or on Eid day. Yeah, so that's recommended. That's recommended. Okay. Other than that, the obligatory times to make ghusl, I think it's better the parents deal with that on a, according to the children's age. Because some of the children will be too young to appreciate that. And some of them also, it depends on the age. But at least if they know how to make ghusl, then later on as they, re they get older, you explain to them the reasons they need to make ghusl for Interestingly, who has ghusl made for them? That's a difficult question. 
Who has Russell done for them? Who has Russell? Now we talked about doing Russell, right? Who has Russell done for them? No. <laughs> like they're trying, I gave you a trick question to be honest. Who has Russell done? No. Yeah, of course, if someone is unable to do it for themselves, but they wouldn't have it done necessarily for them. They would just do as much as they can. They would just do, like if someone isn't able to do some of it, they would do as much as they can. No. You guys are thinking in all the wrong way. Wallah, you have gone very far away from where we are. The dead person. The dead person has ghusl done for them. When you die, when you die, they take the dead person who is the dead person's body, yeah? You got it, huh? And they... They perform ghusl for that person. They, they wash that person, the dead person who died. They make ghusl for them. Okay, so we've covered wudu and ghusl. We have one more to cover, which is what? Tayammum. So, so far, what have we been using to clean ourselves? The hands. <laughs> yeah, Sheikh, I know we've been using very good. You're right, you're right, you're right. Hands, but... Water, water. What do you do if you don't have any water? So now there is no water. Do not say to me, we go to the shop, I call my dad, I call my mom, I say, bring me water. There is no water, no water. The shop is closed, no water. Go to the neighbor's house, no water. Go to the masjid, there's no water. The water is not nothing. There is nothing in the tap. The tap is bone dry. The water, the whole city, the water supply is cut off. No bottles, nothing at all. You have no water at all. You know, subhanAllah, you kids are so blessed, you can't even imagine what I'm saying. You're like, that could never happen. I'll use the tap. I will tell my dad. I will go to the shop. Shop is open 24 hours. I'll... Alhamdulillah, you're blessed like that. But there are times where you could find there is no water. Wallah, there, is, there could be times where you can find there is no water. So what do you do? Tissue? No, not tissue. It's a good try though. Yes, go on. Tayammum. Yes, Habibi. Wait, wait. You're right. You're right. Rock and sand, you're right. But I want to explain it properly. Tayammum, what you use is Tayammum. Okay, you use Tayammum. Tayammum means to take clean earth. Earth could be soil, could be sand, could be dust. If it's re dust, be careful though, if it's, if it's dust from the earth, not dust from the, like, no, like not dust from the, like, Cement or something like that, yeah, like it's it's dust that that is from the earth, from the natural, like dust from the sand that blew in the window, or dust from the you know the natural earth. 
So it has to be from the earth. Okay? What you do is you need to go to that dust. Let's just imagine I've got it on a, on a tray. Let's just imagine. Imagine I've got it on a, a tray. What's in my tray? If we're in England, I'm going to put soil. If we're in Dubai, what will I put? Sand. Okay, sand, soil. In England, I'm going to put soil. So I've got a tray and I've got soil. Okay, how do I make tayammum like this? You see what I did? Take your two hands, slap them down into the sand or the soil. Yeah? And then what you're going to do is, one time only, you're going to wipe over your face and you're going to wipe over the top of this hand and the top of this hand. And that's it. Show me, can you show me how we do it? Okay. Face, top of your right hand, top of your left hand. That's tayammum. Done. Tayammum can even be used instead of ghusl. But if you do tayammum instead of ghusl and the water comes back, you need to make ghusl. You need to take a bath again. You need to take a, a bath again. But for wudu, you can use it instead of wudu when there's no water or when you're not able to use the water. And that's actually more common. Like maybe you had an operation and the doctor says, look, you can't go near the water, you can't make wudu, it's dangerous for your health, so you have to make tayammum. You had a question about tayammum? Oh, I forgot the intention. Yeah, I forgot. I, I, did, I, forget, I forgot to say to you the intention and bismillah. Okay. The intention and bismillah and then strike down. Top, that's it. No, not on the inside, just the outside. Just the outside, like that. That's tayammum. Okay. So now we finished wudu and ghusl and tayammum. Next class, inshallah, we're going to talk about the other things that we need to pray. We're going to talk about covering the aura, covering yourself up. And we're going to talk about what clothes you have to wear to pray. And we're going to talk about facing the qibla. We're going to talk about the prayer times. So we've got quite a few things to talk about in the next class, inshallah. Did anyone have any questions about the things that we covered so far? Yes. You don't have to do wudu sitting down, no. It's not a requirement to do it sitting down. When you make tayammum? Yeah. No, no, soil it. You see, you're confusing clean Islamically and clean in terms of, you know, your clothing and what your mum thinks. You know, like, the two are different, yeah? Like, you might be covered in mud. Islamically, you're clean. Yeah, you are. You need to go in the shower because you're covered in mud and nobody likes to be covered in mud. But you're actually, Islamically, mud is clean. And the soil just comes from the broken down plants and the broken down, um, you know, like all the things that, become soil, the, the plants and the leaves and everything like that. So it's, it's clean. It's from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made clean for you in the, in the earth. Does that make sense? Yes? No, you said about the schools. If you do your wudu in the bowl. So how do you know where the qibla is? Are you ready to You don't need to know the qibla to make wudu. No, you need the qibla to pray. To pray. 
So we talk about that next time. When we next lesson, we're going to talk about istiqbal al-qibla. We're going to talk about how to face the qibla. How do you know where the qibla is? I'll teach you with your eyes, with a compass, with a map. There's a lot of ways you can find out. With the sun, with the moon, with the stars. Lots of ways you can find out where the qibla is. Yes, Habib. At school, um, how do you pray? Because at school, you don't pray. Ah, at school, we, we pray, to be honest with you. We have to, I know it's tough. I know it, it's, you have to think about it really carefully because you're thinking, look, there's a lot of non-Muslims here. But inshallah, we should be working towards you praying at school. Because you can't go through your whole life not praying, right? Isn't that true, yeah? Like, I mean, work, not pray. But then you get older, you go to work, you don't pray. No, you have to find ways to pray wherever you are. But you're right, it is difficult. So we have to talk about that in one of the lessons. How do we get ourselves so we can pray in school and we can pray uh, like we can pray uh, at work and things like that. Because otherwise, you would just go through your whole life not praying because you're always going to be going out. And if you're living in a non-Muslim country, you're always going to see non-Muslims around you. So we have to learn how can we pray in that kind of situation. It's a very good question. But I will answer it maybe next week when we do facing the Qibla and cleaning your prayer place. Is that, okay, you know, how do I know this is a good place to pray? When we open the class again, because the class is only, this class is only private. Uh, so generally there's no public attendance allowed at the class. I did allow for one or two guests today because it came from far and what have you. But uh, I generally, the class was not open. Inshallah, from next week, the class will be open again. The class will be open again. But for the boys versus girls competition, I want to wait for our guests to come back again, Yusuf. So when Yusuf comes back again, when are you going to come back again? Yeah, so like after, after a few more weeks, then inshallah we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that between the boys and the girls, inshallah. But the class will be open for everyone next week, inshallah, because they, we are allowed to do classes. And alhamdulillah, like even they said that you're allowed to do after school clubs and classes for children. So inshallah we will be, do, we'll be opening the classes again from next week. Likewise, the adult classes will open again with obviously the full social distancing and everything. But as far as we can see, there's no reason why we can't open the adult classes, uh, even in the tier three restrictions that we're going to have in Newcastle and Gateshead. It seems like there is no objection to having the adult classes as long as the, uh, it's properly uh, social distancing and everything like that. And everyone has a mask and all that stuff. No, it doesn't matter whether you do from your elbow down or your wrist up. It doesn't matter. That I, that I don't know of any reason why it matters to do your elbow down or your wrist up when you're making wudu. But I would say, generally, you do wrist down to your elbow usually because that's the water falls down that way. It covers your arm better. You don't want to leave dry patches on your elbow or something like that. Okay, should we stop there? All right, that's what Allah made easy for us to mention and Allah knows best. Jazakumullah khairan for watching. Please subscribe, share, and you can visit muhammadtim.com.